Hello, this is Lisa Russick. And Misty Lore. With the podcast, we are all psychic. And today we have a really cool guest. And I am very excited. When I saw her picture in the email, I thought I'd seen her before, but I don't know how. I know you somehow. Her name, uh, if you would like to say hello, is Maitri. Maitri Ma. Maitri Ma. I'm having a hard time with your name. I tried it. I told you I had to say it three times incorrectly before I get it right. Officially. So would you like to say hello? Hello. Yeah. And Maitri Ma. You did it perfectly. Maitri Ma. Okay. We did it. We did it. Uh, there's someone else in here doing it. That's why I said we. <laughs> do you think? Do you think we're all psychic? I do. I think that each of us has intuitive uh, capacity in our, in, within us, and some people develop it more. Some people maybe have it stronger than others, but it, it's there within everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. That's why we do this podcast. So, how, have you always felt that way? Have you always been like? that open-minded to this or has it been exposed to you at some time? Um, yes, I would say as I was a little, when I was a, a little girl, I had a lot of connection with nature and I would call it intuitive connection to trees and to animals. And yes, felt that, you know, um, and then a little bit later when I was towards my teens, I really could like, feel other people's minds until they started talking and then it went away but <laughs> but before they talked i could i could get the sort of lay of their mind before they so like a little bit of a telepathy thing more than an emotional thing like an empath like an empath that's more telepathy or more like i'm very empathic yeah okay so okay okay so when did you know those words and that those were things that like those were terms that other people experience life that way or did you think they did it was later, later that I knew terms, but, um, you know, I had my experiences as a child and uh, psychic experiences, but what also what I would call mystical and spiritual experiences. Yeah. I think kind of go beyond the psychic level on some, in some ways we, as we open up psychically, we open up to our intuition, you know, and when we open up to our intuition, it can connect us to a deeper level of reality. And then we get that through, through our intuitive uh, subtlety when we begin tuning into the subtle, um, refined uh, perception. Yeah, I like that, that deeper layer of, of life. It's, it is. It does add a lot deeper layers and higher levels and layers and layers this way and that way and this way, <laughs> smaller yeah. and bigger. It is. You're right. It's, it makes life have too many layers sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so listeners and watchers, this is a video podcast on Spotify. Um, Maitri Ma is going is a writer and she's going to tell us about her new book. So uh, would you like to introduce it to the listeners and watchers? I will. I have, I have it here. It's called Into the Heart of the Infinite, a spiritual memoir of a, an extraordinary mystical journey. Oh, and this, beautiful cover. Yeah, isn't that great? It's, um, uh, Peter, is a, who did the art, uh, I actually got permission to use one of his beautiful pieces of art. He, he's a, a Dutch painter, and he's probably, I think, the best in the world of doing this type of classical Indian art. That's amazing. Yeah, that's Radha and Krishna. So oh. it's like the divine beloved and the soul. You know, Radha symbolizes the 
the soul and the soul heart connection uh, um, with uh, Krishna, who symbolizes the divine. Love that. Yeah, that's. So tell us about what, what inspired you to write the book. What 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 motivated? Did you have a mystical experience that you wanted to write about, or is this more um, about mystical experiences in general? This is my journey through life, and I had a lot of mystical experiences. As I said, it started out with nature as a child, and then I felt this divine presence come when I was maybe 11, 12, and I I felt like I had, you know, I'd never heard of reincarnation or anything. That was, you know, I grew up in a suburb of Chicago, and that was not a thing, you know, and but <laughs> but I felt that I had been with this divine presence that I felt before, and I I felt connected, mm. and I felt that this was really a, a godly being, and um, like a like Christ or something. I thought maybe it was Christ because that was the only being of that type I'd ever heard of, you know, and. Um, <clears throat> It it kind of started out that way, and then and then I got, went through a psychedelic period, and then I went into yoga and meditation. But through it all, there's this theme of having these profound experiences of the unitive consciousness of being the the wholeness of of life and that divine love, you know, yeah. that, that can encompass us, and so. Uh, I had a lot of profound experiences over the years, and they've kind of come in phases in my life, I think. Yes. And experiencing the, uh, to opening my heart and experiences this credible love for the divine and, and this connection. And then when I was about, I was meditating, I was probably in my early 20s, and I was beginning meditation, and I... um Every day I would meditate. I was a little nervous about having unusual experiences. I started meditating and then I stopped because I started like hearing sounds far away. And, you know, these things were happening. Yeah, like what's happening? Is this supposed to happen? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) And and then I, I, um, but I really wanted to meditate. I really wanted to have that connection. Find love. You can feel it when you can get in touch. That's a wonderful feeling. It's the best feeling. And I wanted that. So so I started meditating again. And then nothing happened. It was really peaceful. It was really nice. And then after about three or four months of this, I, I suddenly, I was, I did met twice a day meditation and I was finishing one of my meditations. And I realized that I was hearing this voice internally and that I'd been hearing this voice internally for months, but that I'd been forgetting it the moment I got out of meditation so that it didn't scare me because I forgot it. But by the time I remembered it and I remembered that I'd been having this experience for months, I was just really in love with this. It was like when I was a child, except this divine presence was actually giving guidance and and uh, said that his name was Baba, uh, which, um, you know, is a very actually a very common name for spiritual teachers in India. Um, I didn't know that, but I've heard it before. I've heard it before. Yeah. Polish, Polish names. Yeah. Yeah. Baba. I've never heard it. Baba that. Right. But his name, he said he was Baba. And then um, I began to have this internal experience and, and uh, some profound and intense experiences happened. And then um, 
I received guidance to go to India to to meet him in his physical form. Wow. So I met him internally, and then I had all these beautiful experiences, like every word he would say, there was this period of time where every word would be like a drop of divine nectar, like dropped into my mind, like he would say, he would say something that would be perfect justice. And then, you know, sort of like a crystal and you have the facets, you know, perfect love, perfect perfect beauty, you know, and these different divine qualities would play out and they were just mind-boggling, exquisite, you know. And so I began to have those kinds of divine experiences, if you will. And then, and then um, Baba guided me to go to India to be with his physical form, which was my I'm skipping a whole lot. In, in I'm sure book. you are. I'm sure you are. But this is fascinating. My, and when you my, got there, you he knew you and stuff. I mean, no, it wasn't like that because oh. I never. I he he gave darshan, which is sight of the guru. He gave. I, I went to India, the backwaters of India in Patna, and I was really an authentic. This was 1970, and I was in authentic India. India is no longer this way. There was no air conditioning, no refrigeration, no no anything. You know, it was authentic India <laughs> um, of thousands of years, and. Um, and he was there, and twice a day he would come out and he would give these talks. And uh, in those days, he gave them just during that period after that, never in English. But in those days when I was there, he gave them in English. Mm-hmm. And so I was a, and I had a lot of interesting experiences, like things he had told me in the inner Baba, in the inner guide. Uh, he would give a whole darshan on that topic. Like um, one example is when I was, uh, when I, when he first came to me, he said, I I was going to Southern Illinois University and I was, you know, in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) And he, he, uh, he said, I am your Kula guru. You know, I didn't know anything about anything like that. So I said, yeah, I wouldn't either. Can you spell it? So, so he spelled it. I got the guidance. He spelled it. I went to the university library and I looked it up and it meant sheep herder. I went, sheep herder? What is that? <laughs> Humble. <laughs> or are you the sheep? <laughs> I'm the sheep. Um, but but it meant sheep herder. And so then I went to, uh, when I was in Darshan with Baba in his physical form, he 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 gave a whole talk about the meaning of Kula Guru. And in the, in the tantric traditions, it, it really means uh, the guru of the Kula Kundalini. And so the, the spiritual energy is rising up. It's the one who helps with that process of the spiritual energies rising up. And so I, um, you know, I was in India with him and I think that I had a lot of different experiences. Some oh, of them just you're, they're all in the book, though. Is this this book like a memoir, pretty much everything leading up a, to that? And what it is, it's a memoir. Oh, I love memoirs. I am so excited. Is, is it out already, or is it coming out? Email on the sixteenth <gasps> of this. So it oh, just yeah. y'all talk for a minute. I'm going to order this book <laughs> on Amazon. I will. And, I will get it. 
Yeah, it, it, I think you might enjoy it. it. It really, in fact, I've had a number of people tell me they can't put it down. They I, read it. I bet. Now you're your speaking is really descriptive and beautiful. That's like you've written poetry or something. You speak poetry. <laughs> uh, I have a question for you. Um, would you? I don't know if you'd be shy about this, but would you read a passage from your book for us? Maybe about one of the experiences you had, if you can find one. I will. Okay? I'd love to hear a read of passage. Like something you you like one of your favorite parts, maybe one of your favorite experiences. Ah, I'm getting so excited. I love memoirs. Let me see what I can find. Okay. Uh, and Misty, I know you have questions, so you got some stash piled yeah. up. You're okay. I, I want to listen some more. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear some more too. I can't imagine all the stuff you've done. Oh my gosh. <laughs> When you were, if it was 1970, when you went to India, this is where you put your life yeah. since then, I guess. Yeah. I've had a lot more experience since then. I mean, you can't sum it up in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> or one book, I imagine. This is actually an LSD experience. So, no. this was, yeah, so can you say that one more time? I'm sorry. LSD experience, but it's very profound spiritually. And this was early on my path when I was in my early 20s before I got into meditation. Cool. Okay. I have taken the magic capsule and reality is altering. As is the usual pattern, time is slowing down. The experience of love and union unfolding. It deepens as before and time becomes ever so slow, almost with no movement. I lie on my bed, lost in the experience unable to move. The feeling of love and union are total. I lose awareness of myself as a person. Deep ecstatic feelings are in full bloom. When suddenly, like breaking through a membrane or a dimensional veil, the ecstatic unitary love simply ceases. Piercing the veil Time seems to stop. I am not a person with a body that is long gone. I am aware. My awareness, or should I simply say awareness, follows a singular point of light through a kind of void. Then this light pierces another veil of some kind. In an instant, the universe, the entire manifest universe, flashes before me, or before awareness, and a single stunning realization reverberates throughout. I have created all of this. It never existed in the first place. With this stunning realization, I see planets, solar systems, galaxies, and universes folding into themselves. All manifest existence folds into itself, implodes, and ceases to be. Time absolutely stops. There is no time, no space, no movement, and no bliss. There is only awareness, consciousness, a knowing wavering between existence and non-existence. I would say this is a void, but a void is something. And this is awareness without an object. The manifest universe is gone, truly gone. 
The experience does not seem like an illusion. It seems very real, more real than anything I have ever known. I cannot say it is appealing or that it is not appealing. It simply is, unmanifest, without attribute, something between existence and non-existence. And then even knowing is gone. Beyond that, there is no memory. Then somehow I am back. I exist again in the experience of bliss and unitary wholeness. Time, although moving very slowly, is again in motion. The union I experience is blissful, but doesn't feel correct. There is a confusion. One experience and then the other is strange to me. I had been unformed. I do not know why or how I am again formed. I experience a fundamental contradiction. All of this was gone. I was gone. How can I be here? How is time moving? And I am back in this body, in this life. I cannot understand. There is this feeling, this sense that I have ceased to be and should not be here again. Then, after some time, the experience of union and love also begins to decrease in intensity, and time begins to pick up and movement, as in past experiences. But I cannot shake the discomfort I feel, as if I have re-entered reality at a slight tilt. The basic contradiction makes me unsettled. I know that I can never reach these states again on LSD. I know instinctually that psychedelics have done what they are meant to do, and I can never open this door again through psychedelics. As the LSD slowly wears off and I return to my normal waking consciousness, I know very cl clearly this path is closed. That's oh, amazing. That was beautiful. I was wondering yeah, if that was how, if, if you had found, like, after using LSD or mushrooms or any kind of psychedelic, if you found that you wanted to do that with meditation. And that's what you just said, basically ending it with. You wanted to find another way to. to yeah, you know, I feel psychedelics are, they're a look-see door, you know, come come look through the door, but you can't, they're not really a walk through the door. I agree. Right. They don't stay. If you, I mean, I guess if you stayed constantly on LSD, it might be. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, once you're in that place, you do. I don't know if you and you experienced like a, when I experienced the divine love from like we had talked about in the emails, like, is it a creator? What is it? But I feel like time isn't like what you just described is kind of the feeling I get. Like if I were to describe a place surround, like what divine love is like. But the feeling of it is there. Oh, when I when I ask my guides or God or angels, can you give me a feeling? They usually I usually ask for gratitude first. And then I'll be like, feel the sense of gratitude and I'll find things to be grateful for. And then I'll be like, can I please have the feeling of divine love? <laughs> and they'll give me a feeling of just, you know, the feelings. It's just you can't explain it. It's amazing. No. There's, yeah. there's words for it right here. It's yeah. from your heart. It is yeah. all love. And it, it, all it like you're love. always trying to get back that feeling, you know, once you get it, you're always trying to get right back to we it. Had a, we, had a, we had a guest saying they were trying all their lives. She was a really great guest. She was saying she's kept trying 
all her life to get back to that, to that state of mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she has achieved it through meditation. But I, I told her I couldn't stay in that state because I wouldn't be able to do anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the true state, you can't do anything. You're in the presence of of a love that's so great. So you need beautiful. nothing. Intense, yeah. It's even hard to exist in its presence, you know. And you really need to just let go and surrender into it because it's yeah. it's a love that is a love and a a light, a, a beauty that's beyond. There is just love. When when I felt that, it just felt like there is nothing in the world but love. Right. And it's just hard to explain what that love is or how it feels. It's not like romantic love it's not like infatuation it's not like friendship love it's not it's kind of like some family love if you're really close with that family member maybe close you know but I've, i haven't given birth to a, ch- a child but i've raised children and uh you know stepchildren and i felt times where i felt that kind of love for them you know? right exactly and i think for a lot of people either in an a close relationship with someone where you just feel like you become one with them you know you really yes just, yes you know, or, or else in nature, sometimes it happens for people, you know, you're like in the mountains and you're just like hiking or something and you just like look at the at the mountains or something or, or at the ocean and you just feel that your mind goes out into it and you're, ah, you know, and there's yes. this melting into it, right, you know. So that, ha- I think people experience it through different, it's always there, it always exists. Yes. Yes. And available to us in different ways. Or if you have an inner intuitive guidance, it sounds like you have that, that 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 the divine comes to you and in that guidance and, and can uh, make itself known to you. That presence is it makes itself known and you feel the bliss of that that presence being there. Yeah, it's bliss. It is bliss. So but it's- how do you how do you you know obviously you get to that point by meditating. We can all probably agree on that. You but can. You stay there is what I want to know. Well, that that's that's the life journey, and that's my book yes. is 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 about that journey. Oh, you gotta get yeah. the book to find out, Missy. I'll let yeah. you find mine. I'm getting the book. I, I love memories. Yes. Yeah, and it's really you know, for each of us, we each have our own unique journey. But there's certain elements and certain times reading about somebody else's experience can resonate. Oh, yeah open up your open you up to uh, supporting your own experience mm-hmm. but but there is a place and for me it's been a life journey for a long time it was oh there's the world and you know it's it's okay but you know yeah. it is yeah. it's nothing compared to if you felt that god presence if you felt that divine presence or that divine guidance it's and you felt that bliss it's yeah. like there's nothing else like that, right? You know? Right. And, and I'm so glad that that's going back to what you said earlier about the layers of life, the layers of reality. There's just so many more. Right. So this mundane world, but then beneath it and really encompassing it is this is this incredible, I like to call it divine, intelligent consciousness. Ooh, I it's, like that. Is intelligence. It's the intelligence that has created all of manifestation within itself, you know, yeah. with that intelligence. Yeah. It's, so it's never, nothing is apart from it. 
because everything is created within the that intelligence itself within that divine intelligence that that operates the universe right yes and and um what i found in my own experience because i had this duality that you're talking about and i definitely had that on lsd you know that's why i did lsd lsd was great and then i come off of lsd and it's off yeah and then, you know, that obviously had a problem there with that. And then I got into years of meditation and I had, I went to India to see my guru. That was all very mystical and profound. And I had a lot of magical experiences. And then I had these years of meditation. But then the thing that happened over the years, and then as I began to unfold again spiritually, and a, a lot of other profound experiences happened. Um, mystical experiences, I really began to feel what's what's opened for me in more recent years is the feeling that all of this is God. You know, that that pure white light, pure ah, that is, you know, you can't be in its presence without crying, without feeling you're just, it's, it's beyond anything human. But but it is embodied. It has it has embodied in all of creation and every blade of grass and every every uh, ray of sunshine and in in the trees and the animals and in people. It's in a rock, you know. It's in everything. So that yeah. consciousness is is the core of everything. Not you know. It isn't. Um, it is, the form lies within it, but within the form, like I'm looking at this beautiful plant in front of me, and I can see these beautiful leaves and the life force of this plant, you know, moving forward and wanting to live and enjoy light and the beauty of life. And that is, in its essence, its divine being manifesting as a plant and i think where where we come to that integration or where i've found integration is where the world which seemed very mundane and separate when i was young <laughs> yeah began to be that it's it's all one it's all it's all part of the whole and so the ability to feel that that divine presence and that magic of that presence is all around you, um, that really uh, begins to blend the whole things so that the the mundane becomes sublime. Mm. It, it, it's a, a transformation which occurs with a, with a spiritual transformation of consciousness so that there is a non-dual experience of... I hope that's where we go. I hope you're leading the way. <laughs> There's many of people who have, you know, these who do what you do, but they, they can experience divine love and teach other people how to feel it through the writing or however you do it. I can tell you, you can, I can feel it when you talk about it starting to, I'm like, no, 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 I'll fall asleep. I'll relax too much. I'll, <laughs> you know, you can, you have a way of like almost invoking it in me. I don't know if Misty, you have that same feeling of like love coming up when she talks about oh, it. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. It seems like you can kind of teach people how to 
feel that somehow they're on their own way, you know? She's got the knowledge in her. She yeah. Knows. Yeah. That's she knows. A, <laughs> <she> knows. <laughs> you she see, knows. You've got to have some questions. Bro. You know, it comes, uh-huh. it comes from the experience of it. And yes. that I do feel that presence and, and there was a time um, in the 1990s when my guru uh, left his physical form and I had guidance that he wanted me to start, you know, I'd always received guidance. I'd always been guided and cared for. And I, you know, had all this divine guidance, never asked anything of me. And suddenly he's saying that he wanted me to bring this through for other people. Mm. And I, um, I, had a big reaction to that. What I went was through a lot of <laughs> What was the big reaction? <laughs> you know, he said, I was in India at the cremation ceremony and everything. And then Baba came to me internally and was saying, I want you, to, I'm, I'm leaving this Guru Shakti with you. And I want you to uh, express my presence in the world. And I went, oh, no, things like this don't happen to ordinary people like me, you know. Yes, they do. do. (laughs) So I kind of like went into, you know, I was like, yeah, can this be real? That didn't happen. That kind of thing, yeah. Real, you know, (laughs) and nothing was manifesting at that time. So I didn't, I didn't have any sense that there could be any reality in it, you know, and I, I was like freaking out. So I, I, I struggled with it along with the grief at losing my guru, but I struggled with it. And then it's all in my book, you know, sort of a dark night of the soul. Yeah. And, and I, I, um, I went into denial. I went, you know, okay, I'm a psychologist and, <laughs> you know, I, th- I think I just got carried away in this experience and, this this just, you know, I'm an ordinary person and this kind of thing can't, I'm not a teacher and this kind of thing can't happen to me. And, um, and I tried to, tried to like push it away. And I started having these terrible panic attacks. Oh, <laughs> you did. Yeah. Um, I know how that goes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This was not a successful strategy. Yes. <laughs> I had these horrible panic attacks, mm-hmm. you know. And and after a few months of the panic attacks, I went, wait a minute, this is not working. <laughs> you know? yeah, I, get out. <laughs> with this, you know? And so I did. And, and I and I accepted what Baba was telling me. And I just said, OK, I'm going to go with it. You know, and then and then the panic attacks when I oh, wow, yeah. it, that the panic attacks went away. You know, that was the end of that. Thank goodness. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, then. I, then what happened is as, as over time, over a few years, this flow began and it began to be stronger and stronger. And to, uh, at first I, it was just like, I'd say three words and then I'd, someone would write them down. I'd say three more words and whoa, it became a sentence. You know? yeah, yeah. And I was like, feeling like, oh, I can do this. And then, and then, um, then it became a flow. And I don't call it channeling because I don't feel Baba is an entity. I feel Baba is like a doorway 
of form in front of the formless, in front of the infinite, you know? You, you and, feel like because the, the teacher is Baba, that's the name for a spiritual teacher in India, right, Baba? Or in that? Yeah, it uh, Maybe it was Father, all the Babas, or, or I don't know if that's the correct word, all the, all the, the knowledge of all of those types, the Babas, is it Babas? Divine presence is there, and whether it yeah. manifests as an angel or as Christ, or it manifests as Baba, or it manifests. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah it manifest, but it, but it isn't. It isn't necessarily. It's not a person per se. It is an embodiment of divine presence. Okay. And so like Baba is a doorway to divine presence for me. Yeah. And when that. Uh, that coming through is really surrendering and opening up to that and letting that flow uh, flow into the world, you know, and and that that has been a very, very powerful experience that has grown over the years and then eventually come to the recognition through the, so the, so much of the teaching that I received that this is all God, this is all part of divine whole, even the painful parts, even the part where we struggle, where we're in pain, where we're ill, where we have issues, where we have losses, you know, all of that is part of the whole. Life is, you know, life in this plane that we're on is not just all good, you know. We wish, but (laughs) that's not how it is. You know, it's it's part part shadow and difficulty and part joy and love and yeah but even that shadow and difficulty if you take this feeling of divine presence that you can feel in your heart and you open that up to everything then even you know everything is part of that yeah and then it comes to question what do we lose what do we gain if it's all God, you know, if it's all forms change, but love is remains one. It mm. does. You're right. You're right. It is. Mm-hmm. It's it's the the glue. It's the, you know, as as uh, we've had a sacred geometry guest one time who really loved it. And she shows us, you know, that there is an intelligent design through the podcast with all the shapes, you know, in the sacred geometry. How could this exist without an intelligent design? It's easier to understand than you know calculus. I think uh, seeing shapes everywhere—they're all around the basic shape. Yeah. You know, I used to study when I was in college. I studied with Bucky Fuller. Are you familiar with him and his work? No. Uh, person who invented the geodesic dome, and he was always into the triangle is the basic structure of the universe. And then I got into yogic philosophy, and the triangle is the basic structure of the universe. Yeah, equilateral triangle. Yeah, that's what they. Yeah. It's amazing. It, it, I've always kind of wondered if 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 an if our divine whoever our, if we have a creator and I do believe we do now. I didn't used to. I wasn't sure. I was agnostic more. I do believe there's a creator. Sometimes I feel like there's like three consciousnesses associated with that creator. Does that make sense? Like the number three just appears all through all our mysticism, you know. Yeah, the uh, triangle. The, the in, in Catholicism we have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, I was raised Catholic, and it's the shamrock. You know, uh, or yeah. the clover. 
And, um, you know, a lot of and witchcraft, you know, three times this, say it three times, all the, all the uh, juju stuff, you know, energy work all involves the number three heavily or 12, which adds up to three. And I just find that very interesting to me. It kind of feels like a wonder. I wonder if there's a consciousness like that, but we can't maybe comprehend it, you know, but well, in yogic teachings in yogic teachings, they say that, you know, the, there is consciousness, uh, Shiva or Purusha, and there's Shakti or Mother Mother Nature, you know, that which force which creates you. And of that creative force, the paintbrush is uh, Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas, which is Sattva is the sentient principle, Rajas is the um, mutative principle, action, motion, and Tamas is the static principle, that which holds. Yeah, so there are three, and these, and the combination of these three uh, make all the make the five elements, okay. and the five elements make all of the created universe, right? Yeah. So, so it's a uh, the three called gunas or operative forces create the five elements in, in different proportions. So the air element would have a lot of sattva and not very much of the static principle, but the earth element would be very high in the static principle and not much of the sentient principle, but, and not much of the mutative fire and heat and sun. And that would all be mutative principle dominant. Right. And those principles move to create those elements. So it's kind of like astrology, the mutable, the fixed and the, cardinal signs like the 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 five that go together maybe they could be looked at like that with the elements i don't know i'm just i like to put it all together sometimes that's yeah. just really cool I, I don't know much about is it hindu religion or hinduism well, you're never no it isn't hinduism hinduism and buddhism buddhism both, buddhism, buddhism. Yeah. i'm so sorry yes no hinduism and buddhism have their origins in yoga oh okay 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 yoga is the esoteric um, philosophy that predates Hinduism and Buddhism. Okay. How old is it? Do you know? Does anyone know? Is it forever ago? Or yeah, a little hard to tell. Kind of like we don't know, but they say some of so kind of like that. Rapid civilization, um, which was five thousand years ago, and maybe there's cave things twelve thousand years ago. So it's really hard to know. No, you don't know. Yeah, just like. Podcast statistics. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh but but it it is the esoteric philosophy that came down and was in the uh, writings like the Upanishads and, and the Bhagavad Gita and things like that. And out of those formed those religions. But there there's esoteric spirituality, which is, you know, whether it's Christian esoteric yeah. spirituality or, or uh, Eastern esoteric spirituality of yoga. Uh, it's it's a basic understandings that underlie the exoteric religions. That's really cool. I have to learn some more about Eastern philosophies. And so I've, whatever I've learned about Eastern philosophies, and I wouldn't call it religion. I don't know much about their religions. I just uh, know some. I'd really like to know more about their philosophies. And I had read a lot of Buddhist philosophies when I was younger. I really like Buddhist philosophies. Um, you know, you inspired me to get back into it. What's that? Living, Love, the Yoga of Yama and Niyama. Oh, you wrote yes. that too. This is another one of my books. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, this I'll book too. 
five awards. Oh, it's a book award, indie, indie uh, book awards. It's run all kinds of things. I'm going to get that one too. Yeah, yeah me too. Cool. I like that. Well, you've inspired us. You really, really have. You have, and I was in a bad mood. But I don't know. Somehow I knew that <laughs> this podcast was going to lift me up. I don't know. I feel lifted up. Thank you yeah. so much. I feel great. And where can the listeners and watchers find out about you? Do you have a website or social media? Um, I have a website, uh, yoga, Y-O-G-A, ma, M-A, dot info, yoga, ma, dot info. You can also do my org, but that's hard to say. Yoga, ma, dot info. I'll put that in the description, listeners. Is there anything else you'd like them to find you? Uh, anywhere else you'd like them to find you? On Amazon to find my books. Uh, and um, Into the Heart of the Infinite has been... Uh, doing bestsellers uh, status in a lot of categories. And um, it has, uh, it's it's on Amazon. Uh, Living Love is also on Amazon. This is really a kind of yoga self-help book. I love yoga. I love yoga. Um, yeah, I think that's awesome. Okay. I know a yoga uh, professional who might like that book too. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. These are the basic principles. They're called ethical principles, but they're really not. They're psych. If you look deeply into them, they're psychological principles. Like ahimsa, you've probably heard of ahimsa. Like uh, Martin Luther King uh, uh, worked with that, and Gandhi. You know where they tried to. It's to do no harm or oh, to. Okay, Reiki injure. does that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, non-injury. So it's a principle of non-injury. And if you apply that to your life, it really changes how you operate in the world and who you are and makes you so much more open to spirit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Intend loving kindness and intend to do no harm, really try not to harm other beings. It it really makes a difference in your ability to embody and to connect with spirit. And same thing when asatya is another one, which is a principle of uh, benevolent truthfulness. And so if you are deeply truthful with yourself, not in a negative tear yourself down way, but in a really acknowledging yourself and then seeing deeply into your issues, but also seeing the love, loving, true self that's underneath all of that, then that self-honesty uh, as well as, of course, you know, being basically honest in the world, right? Um, you know, that as, as you deeply apply these, they really are principles that can really help you to yes. kind of life you want to lead. So it's this is the yoga live in the world. Uh, I love it. I'm getting it. I'll put I'll put a link to her Amazon author profile also in the description of the podcast listeners and watchers. Yeah. And uh, I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app where you can get advice from psychics and empaths to get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. Speaking of creating the life you deserve, <laughs> you just said that. Yeah. And um, I have uh, one last piece of advice, maybe for the listeners and watchers. I was thinking, um, do you have any idea for a good question to end off with, Misty? Do you have any questions you might want to? I don't have a question, but I do have something to say. Um, I... If nobody gets anything from this podcast, but one of the things that she said, and and this really, I can relate to this. When you go through really bad things in life, 
it doesn't necessarily mean it, it all comes to a meaning. It, it all means something. Nothing happens you know? for nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and I can so relate to that because I've had some very hard uh I've had a rough life, you know, and, and I can look back and think, gosh, I made it through that, but I was open in that and that gave me love and that helped me get through it even even more. You yeah. know, so I just want to say if there's anybody that's having a really hard time out there to remember that, to to remember to always have your heart open with love and you will learn from it and you'll grow from it. Definitely grow from it, you know, and and you'll be able to 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 be able to write a book one day about how spiritually you've grown. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, that's beautiful, Misty. My book really, I mean, I've I've had my struggles too, Misty, and uh, you know, that's part of the path. That's part yeah, of it is. That's where it got me where I am. Yeah. And and that's so I I talk not only about my mystical experiences, but my struggles, you know, and and how it was how uh the challenges to to open up, you know, and it's not an easy path. The spiritual path is not an easy path. You know, mm-hmm. as the deeper you go in spirit, the more you really need to clear oh. the inside you. <laughs> situations and circumstances arise in your life to help you do that. Yes, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. Yes. I do have a I thought of a question. So how would you like in Reiki, one of the Reiki uh principles, I think it is, it's a uh, we have five in Reiki, and the one of them is be just for today. They all begin with just for today. This one is just for today. I will be kind to every living living thing. So how can we keep that idea of being like grateful and kind to other things or people or animals forward in our mind, like without forgetting we're doing that, you know, like just keep it in the front of our mind. Do you have any advice for that? Um, it's not easy, no. you know, one thing that, that I found is just take remembrance every time you do an action, every time you do thing, anytime you can remember doing an action, think yeah. this is all divine love. This is all God. This being before me is a divine being, a wonderful being, even if they don't know it, even if they're, you know, totally living in a a self-deluded darkness that is making them act in ways that aren't very nice. Yeah. In, in their deepest self, they are divine being in their deepest self. They are, they are yearning for that love mm-hmm. and, and knowing that about every living being and that uh, having good. care for all beings, you know, and just remembering that. And s- sometimes every time you do an action is a time to remember Maybe just say to yourself, God is love. I like yeah, that. I like that. Love is like everywhere. That a lot. Just keep love is everywhere. It's like keep I can do that. Thoughts in your head that it is everywhere. God is everywhere. Love is everywhere. Creation is everywhere. God is love. Love it. That's great. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's wonderful yeah, to be really great interview. You're fascinating to listen to. <laughs> I just You're love just it. fascinating altogether. Yeah, you yeah. are. I'm gonna get your I'm gonna get both those books for sure. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I'm happy if it's brought any joy or wisdom into your life. So already, that. absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Speaking to you. Thank you that. so much. And Missy, thank you. Thank you, Lisa. And listeners and watchers, we love you. Yes, we and do. We, we want to say goodbye now. It's hard for me to say goodbye. 
<laughs> but we're gonna say it. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.